0: Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. Charlie is not here today. I last spoke to him yesterday morning. He said he was going somewhere on vacation. I didn't ask him where, and I have not seen or heard from him since. If you see him, please let us know in the private discord okay so it is dumb bleep of the week that is the day where we finally get to make fun of all of the crazy stuff that has happened over the week and there of course has been plenty of it i did want to start us off with something that was good we did an episode on wednesday on wednesdays we do white pill wednesday try to talk about only good things. As long as I remember that it is, in fact, Wednesday when I'm preparing for the podcast, we remember to do that. And we talked a lot about SpaceX and how Elon Musk was sending Starlink uh, receivers out to Ukraine. He got them there within two days of them asking for them. And the basic idea was just how cool it was that we've made it to this point where that was possible because governments have always shut down communications when they were invading, when they were trying to control populations, there's a, just a, it's a really cool thing that they are able to do that. We live in an interesting time for sure. There's been a little update to the story. One, this is not a good thing, but Elon Musk warning that since they are some of the only operational internet uh, satellite dishes or receivers in the country, or some of the only operational internet in the country, that they could become targets and that they should only turn them on whenever they are absolutely necessary. But there was another thing that was, uh, that was actually good. Uh, the same guy, Mikhailo Fedorov, saying, Thanks, Starlink. Starlink keeps our cities connected and emergency services saving lives. With Russian attacks on our infrastructure, we need generators to keep Starlink's and life-saving services online. Ideas. So he says, this is great, but we're losing power and these things require power. So Elon Musk responds with this. This is just, you know, once again, it's just cool that they're able to do this. He said, updating software to reduce peak power consumption so Starlink can be powered from a car cigarette lighter. Mobile roaming enabled. So phased array antenna can maintain signal while on moving vehicle. So once again, There's a problem. Oh, hey, up until right now, these things had to be plugged in to an outlet. And uh, Ukraine says, "Eh, this is kind of a problem. We're losing power. Also, these might become targets. That's another problem that we have. And he says, oh, we'll just change the software and you can just plug it into your car. And also, you can move around with it and we'll make it to where it can move and not lose signal while you're moving. Isn't that cool? I just think that's a good thing. Okay, enough of this good stuff. Because we got dumb bleeps. We got 10 Dumb bleeps, and some of those dumb bleeps have dumb bleeps inside of them. There might actually be like 15, so we're gonna have to run through some of this stuff. And it's just me, so I will try my best to keep this going. But yes, that is right, Bob I'm gonna show You're right, that is quite a lot of dumb, and there could have been quite a lot more. This one, thank you to Amanda from the group uh, for sending this in weeks ago, and I just kept forgetting. To put it in. But as she said, this is an evergreen topic that we can mention. This comes from NPR. So thank you, Amanda, for sending it over. Amanda from Civil Discord, go check that out. Maybe I'll put a link in the show notes if I remember today, just as a shout-out for giving us some of this content. So from NPR, which skin color emoji should you use? Question mark. The answer can be more complex than you think. Folks, every day on the show, you hear us interacting with our friends in the private Discord group. We've got a new way for you to join, and that's by going to joingml.com or clicking the link in the show description. You can join for as little as 6 bucks a month, pay for a year if you want a 15% discount, pay more if you want to show that you actually care about the future, or get a lifetime membership to obtain the coveted real libertarian label in the private group. We're able to do this show every day of the week when we want with the support of our sponsors and with the help of people like you who wanna do your part to get the message of limited government and individual liberty out to the masses. The link opens up to our private Discord server. If you don't know, Discord is a very popular free app with over 200 million users. So if you don't have an account that takes 10 seconds to make one, Then you can pay using a credit card or PayPal to watch our show live every day. Don't wait for other people to take action. That's how we got here in the first place. So go to joingml.com. That's join the letter G and then M and then L because this is goodmorningliberty.com. Or click the link in the description. Now back to the show. So Read this. Uh, read this thing. There's some interesting points in it. This will just make you think. I did not realize how complex this was. I hadn't actually thought about it. I guess my emojis I use are white because I thought that that was what you were supposed to do. Uh, we do our voting for Dumbbleep of the Week, and we always say the color neutral yellow skin color, which I guess there's something wrong with doing that as well. We will continue the voting on our racist, color-neutral skin color, but from the article from NPR. And we'll just use first names here. Heath identifies as three-quarters white and one-quarter Filipino. When texting, he chooses a yellow emoji instead of a skin tone option because he feels it doesn't represent any specific ethnicity or color. He doesn't want people to view his texts in a particular way. He wants to go with what he sees as the neutral option and focus on the message. I present as very pale, he said, very light-skinned. And if I use the white emoji, I feel like I'm betraying the part of myself that's Filipino, he said. But if I use a darker color emoji, which maybe more closely matches what I see when I look at my family, it's not what the world sees, and people tend to judge that. This is a very complex, very important situation that we need to figure out. Another person here, Cole is originally from California and identifies as black and an American descendant of slavery. He ident- identifies. I don't know what that actually means. I don't, it could just be identifying as whatever you want, but we'll just uh, read it as it's written right here. She said that while she was not offended when a non-brown friend used a dark emoji, she would like to understand why. Because he's about to get put on a list for sure. Quote, I think it would be nice if it is their default, but if they're just using it with me or other brown people, I would want to look into that deeper and know why they're doing that. Difficult times we're living in right now. Jennifer identifies as black and said she changed her approach depending on who she was talking to. Quote, I use the default emoji, the yellow-toned one, for professional settings, and then I use the dark brown emoji for friends and family. I just don't have the emotional capacity to unpack race relations in the professional setting. (laughs) After another look at Twitter data, Andrew McGill, then writer for The Atlantic, found that some white people may stick with the yellow emoji because they don't want to assert their privilege by adding a light-skinned emoji to a text. I did not realize that that's what I was doing, but I would like to specifically apologize to each person who has been offended by my assertion of white privilege by doing what I thought you were supposed to do by using the emoji that most closely matched your skin tone, but I I, I don't know anymore. I don't know what to do. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, to assert privilege by adding a light-skinned emoji or to take advantage of something that was created to represent diversity because these emojis were created to represent diversity and you representing the color of your skin is harming the original intent, which was to represent <laughs> diversity. Perhaps like Heath, they simply don't want to think about how their message could be interpreted. Zara, a researcher and writer in Berlin, argues that the skin tone emojis make white, people, make white people confront their race as people of color often have to do. For example, she shared uh, Cole's confusion when someone who is white uses a brown emoji, so she asked some friends about it. Quote, one friend who was white told me that it was because he felt that white people were overrepresented in the space and that he was using the brown emoji. So he wanted to kind of try and even the playing field. He said, for me, it does signal a lack of awareness of your white privilege in many ways. Okay. What are we going to do? Can someone tell me which one to use? Because if I don't use the white one, I'm, the, I'm like ignoring my privilege. Probably if I do use the white one, then I'm just asserting my privilege. Obviously can't use a brown one for for clear and obvious reasons, although that's what Charlie uses. Don't tell anyone. Uh, So I don't know. You guys tell me in the private group what we should do. How about we don't just have these little Marxist struggle sessions about our freaking emojis on our devices communicating with space and talking to each other. Jesus, Lord, help us. There's a lot more important stuff. And if this is what we've gotten down to, then congratulations, everyone. Congratulations, we made it. All right, that's dumb bleep number one. Racist emojis. Okay, the next one. (laughs) This is a real thing. Russian cats banned from international competition. It's an actual thing. I fact-checked it. I got this one from Yahoo News. There's stuff going on around the world right now. Russia has invaded Ukraine. I don't know if anyone knows that, but Russia has invaded Ukraine. I think that's a bad thing. I don't think they should have done it, and I feel really bad for the people in Ukraine that they are having to deal with this. I think it's about to get uh, a whole lot worse. So, I, you know, I hope everyone stays safe. This is war. That's probably not going to happen. But people are looking for things to do and ways to make a difference. And when you look out and all the different ways that you can make a difference in a war between civilizations, what do you first think of? Well, if you had any vodka in your house that was Russian specifically, you got to get that out of there first off because they're going to know that you did it. Was, not mention the fact you already paid for the vodka. If it was already in a store, it was already purchased from whoever. A lot of it probably didn't come from Russia anyway. But anyway, it's all about the virtue signal. That's all it is. All right. The Federation the uh oh let me see the uh, Federation International Feline announced on its website that because of Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine FIFE has banned Russian cats from international competition until at least June. The board, quote, the board of FIFE feels it cannot just witness these atrocities and do nothing. So they have done this. They have banned the cats. Now listen. I've always been more of a cat guy. I like dogs too. But uh, I've always had a cat my whole life. And a dog too. And I guess until, until she died. But anyway. Cats are really evil creatures. Okay, They'll just, they, they will just injure something and just watch it die and play with it until it dies. I mean they're pretty terrible. I get it. And I don't know about the, I don't know about the Russian cats. They might be worse. Possibly they're drinking up all the vodka. That's one of the problems. Uh, but this, this is too far. This is a step too far when it comes to the Russia phobia. Do you guys remember to? Do you guys remember back in the uh, early 2000s? I don't know. Some of you younguns might not remember this. There was this thing called Islamophobia, and one of the things that stemmed from was this thing that happened um it was kind of like january 6th if you just kind of imagine like january 6th but back when i was a young and we had this thing where these buildings were hit by planes and they fell down and thousands of people died and i know that's been eclipsed by the uh the terrorist attack on january 6th but anyway um So we had that. And then there was this this idea of Islamophobia afterwards. And the the big problem with that is you, you take a group of people, you take a culture or you take a religion or whatever it is. And basically, if someone from that group did something bad, you then apply it to everyone that's inside of that group. That's a bad thing. I used to get told by people on the left that that was a bad thing, not because I was doing it, but a lot of people used to talk about that. I think we can agree that when one person or a group of people or a lot of people from one group does something, it doesn't really have to say anything about the entire group as a whole. Likewise, in this situation, I wouldn't immediately respond with banning cats Um, that are of Russian descent from international competition. That's one thing if you want to stop a Russian government team from competing in something, like a Russian government-sponsored team from competing in something. One of the reasons we waited until after the Olympics for this invasion, because there would have been a lot of talk about that, of course. So I just think that this is going a little bit too far. It obviously does nothing at all. It's, it's a ridiculous virtue signal that makes no sense whatsoever. They also said, they noted that in addition to more than a million people being displaced amid the violence in Eastern Europe, animals are being affected as well. The shocked and horrified federation said it will use part of its budget to help cat fanciers, fanciers in Ukraine. It's sanctions against Russia. It's sanctions against Russia also prohibit any cat bred in Russia from being registered in any FIFE pedigree book outside the country. Okay. I don't think we're taking this thing seriously enough, and uh, we don't need to give credit for ridiculous virtue signals. Let's just move on past dumb bleep number two, which is banning the cats. I get it. Cats are fairly evil creatures. Okay. Anyone who has had a cat... Can probably agree with that, but I don't think these specific Russian casts should be, should be hurt because of this. Okay, a little bit of COVID stuff real quick. Let's move on to something from Time Magazine. This is Dumb bleep number three. Oh, we got to get moving. This is just Dumb bleep number three right now. From Time Magazine, why you should keep wearing a mask on planes even when you no longer have to. For more than a year, a mask has been an essential, as essential at the airport as a boarding pass. You can't fly without one. But the federal mask mandate for planes, trains, buses, and transit stations, including airports, is set to expire on March 18th. And so far, the government has not announced plans to extend it. For months, airline executives have questioned the need for in-flight mask mandates. They've argued that air filtration systems on planes are effective enough to eliminate virtually all airborne pathogens. But representatives for the nation's largest flight attendant union has said that they expect the mandate to be extended since COVID-19 is still circulating and young children remain ineligible for vaccines that don't work for young children. They didn't say the last part. I just said the last part and uh, am creating part of a video that has to be cut out if I'm going to put this on YouTube. That's why you should go follow us on Odyssey. Throughout the pandemic, there have been documented instances of SARS-CoV-2 spreading on planes. Well, by all means. Let's just ban air travel, I guess. Still, in-flight transmission happens less frequently than one might expect. The authors of a research review published in September 2021 analyzed 18 prior studies on in-flight spread concluded that transmission of SARS-CoV-2 can occur in aircraft, but is relatively rare. A 2020 study conducted for the U.S. Department of Defense and carried out by researchers from Boeing and United found that aircraft ventilation and filtration systems reduced the risk of airborne SARS-CoV-2 exposure by more than 99%. Planes tend to be pretty safe. In fact, it seems like they're one of the safest places you can go if anyone's spreading around any airborne Pathogens. The flight might not even be the riskiest part of the trip, says this doctor who is uh, an expert. They studied SARS-CoV-2 transmission on flights. There's plenty of potential for exposure in the airport, such as when people remove their masks to eat or drink at the gate. That alone makes wearing a mask a good idea while traveling. Do you guys remember that whole, uh, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Did you see a lot of people wearing masks out there? So we need to keep this on here for uh, the fact that you could spread it while you're in an airport, when you're in a place with a lot of people. Come on, it's over. Let it go. Right now, here's where it gets a little bit more ridiculous. Don't worry. Right now, it's required, but you might want to continue masking up on planes even if the mandate expires. Research has shown that wearing a mask in public indoor spaces reduces your risk of later testing positive for COVID-19. Research has shown that wearing a mask in public indoor spaces reduces your risk of later testing positive for COVID-19. Okay. I clicked on this because that was a link. You know what it link to? It'll link to that mask study, the one where they said it wasn't statistically significant and they had nine limitations, eight limitations, I think, on the study. It was it was ridiculous. It, it was a ridiculous study. They didn't control for basically anything. Oh, like the fact that maybe you didn't go out in public because you were someone who wears a mask everywhere, which means you're a little bit more fearful of COVID than other people are, which means you would be less likely to go out in other places. But that wording of that sentence, research shows that wearing a mask reduces your risk of later testing positive for COVID. Are we getting maskinated now? You just, you wear it, and then, well, later on, well, I had that mask on yesterday. It should be pretty good. No, it's, it's because of all of the other reasons for people who wear masks. So you can't draw that. And what they were studying were people in normal, everyday life, whether or not they wore masks, they didn't control for how long they were in public, whether or not they went around a lot of people, how often they went in the public, nothing like that. But you can't take that study and then say that, well, you should wear it while you're on a plane because research shows that that reduces your risk over this two-week time period that we did this study. That's not the same same thing at all. But anyway, the TSA is still at mask-on one. The rest of the country has moved down to like four or five. They're still at one right now, and I don't know if they're actually going to change. All right, let's get on to something from our dear leader, this right here isn't specifically from him. The tweet that I'm showing on the screen for people who are watching is from a rando. So this is not going to be specifically towards the rando. It's going to be towards hashtag Biden boom, which I saw trending on Twitter earlier after the latest economic data was released this week. But this person says we'll use it to go off of. Looks like the Biden boom is gaining strength. Say it with me, Republicans. Record jobs created. Record total number of employed. Lowest unemployment claims in decades is a good thing. Record total number of employed. Record jobs created. Okay, we talked about this before. And, you know, I was telling you guys earlier about that interview I did with Justin Higgins. It was a really great one. I'm going to put it out over the weekend. It was really great. And he is a a Democrat, and he was talking about how ridiculous this is. I was so happy when we got to that part, and he was like, yeah, this whole thing about record growth is ridiculous. We're coming from a time when there was nothing to something. This is – it's not growth. Let me pull up a chart just to talk about this real quick for a second. Here's our total – employment right here our total jobs first off this last person they didn't even have the facts right they they attached an article to it and the article didn't say any of these things this is just something that they read someone else say and they put it out there they messed it up when they put it out there it's like a game of telephone when it comes to economic numbers in february 2020 our total payroll non-farm seasonally adjusted 152.5 152.5 million february 2022 150.4 million that's less. That's not, record. That's not a record total number of jobs. I, don't, I just looked at the two different numbers right there, and it turns out that they are, in fact, actually different. It would be one thing when they were talking about this Biden boom if they would say, this has been an effective recovery. We came from a time when we forced everyone out of work, and then we started letting people go back to work, and the numbers of people working are, in fact, going up. And we are in a recovery. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying, look at our policies. Look at our president. This is the best thing that's ever happened. This is the best economic system we've ever had. You've never seen numbers like this. Look how good we're doing. Come see, look how, come see how good we look. That's what they're saying right now. We're just killing it. Record number of jobs created. They were jobs that were destroyed during the pandemic. They existed. They were destroyed by our response to the pandemic. And now they're allowed to come back legally now. that's That doesn't seem like a creation of record jobs. And we're not even at a record number of people on a payroll right now anyway. So I don't know what that person was talking about. Let's attach on to this. That was dumb Bleep number four. We're going to stay in the same conversation topic right now and we're going to move on to something for number five that joseph r biden said at joe biden blue check mark he's united states government official last year our economy created 369,000 american manufacturing jobs don't tell me we can't be a manufacturing center again we can you know we we could there's ways that you could do that. You could maybe make it less burdensome, less expensive to manufacture things here, but that's not what they're going to do. If you're going to do that, you would talk about regulations and taxes and things like that. That's, that's not what we're doing. And so obviously, they didn't create these jobs. Is this a creation of jobs, or are some of the jobs recovering, the ones that did existed, that did exist, The jobs that existed are simply getting turned back on and we're still less than what we were before the whole collapse happened. I don't know why this whole thing drives me so nuts, but I don't like people taking Ws when it's clearly not a W at all. Just be honest about it. Just be honest. Hey, we're going through a tough time thanks to our response to the pandemic. We're not where we used to be. But we've had a recovery of 9 out of 10 jobs right now. Not in manufacturing, by the way. That's still lower. Because people found ways to create things without human beings. And so there's going to be more damage done in that. So we'll stay in the Biden boom here for a minute. And then we'll move on to some Russian talk real quick from some of our favorite people. AOC for Dumb Leap number 6 was upset about a fact check that the New York Times did. She's very upset about this fact check. She said, One thing I've learned about many fact check operations is that while the facts of a given matter may be objective, who, when, or what they check or publish seems almost entirely subjective. That's true. That that is true right there. But what's ridiculous Is why she's doing this. They rarely share their standards for what meets a check, which leads to moments like this fact check right here from the New York Times. Joe Biden said, Our economy created over 6.5 million new jobs just last year. More jobs created in one year than ever before in the history of America. They rated that as partially true. And they said it was partially true. Because he's correct about the numbers, but the government only started collecting this data in 1939. Now, they didn't say that those jobs weren't actually created. They were just recovered after the government had destroyed them. That wasn't really the fact check. They didn't say that at any time after a crash, there's a massive explosion in jobs because they were all just destroyed. And now they're coming back. They said, well, you can't say in the history of America because we don't have data for the entire history of America. But it is true that he created more new jobs in one single year since 1939. And that's their fact check. Like Amanda's saying in the group, fact checks are becoming this political weapon, this propaganda tool. They fact checked it to give you the fact that he did a really great job and that we're in a great economy right now. Ah, he's partially true on the fact that this is the best thing that's ever happened. It's actually just the best thing that's happened since 1939. So we're going to ding you a little bit here, Biden, because this is actually just the best thing since 1939. American people, don't worry. We fact check this. It's not in the history of America. It's only since 1939. It's not as good as he says. Okay, Only, only since 1939. All right. Yeah. You're right. It's just a propaganda fact check. Have you guys noticed, I don't know if you saw a lot of stuff um, during this, since since the war broke out. I keep getting these. I got two separate fact checks. I saw them, and they were pictures. One of them was a young girl yelling at a troop. And it was originally said that it was a girl yelling at Russian troops. And they fact checked it to say, no, actually, this was... A young girl yelling at uh, Israeli troops, you know, when they were killing Palestinians. And then I saw another one, another fact check that said, actually, these buildings right here, these aren't from Ukraine. This is from when Israel was bombing Palestine a little, a little bit ago. I saw two separate fact checks that were like that. And I was just like, man, geniuses, geniuses with the fact checks. Okay. I don't remember what number that was, but I will have a number pop up right here. Number seven, the Socialist Party. Going to get featured right now. So Elon Musk uh, talked a little bit about this. He said, important warning, Starlink is the only non-Russian communication system still working in some parts of Ukraine. So probability of being targeted is high. Please use with caution. The Socialist Party said, still a fan of capitalism? (laughs) <laughs> so this is dumb bleep number seven, still a fan of capitalism, really? So I really had to dig into what the heck they were talking about. Because on one side, I was like, uh, okay, are they upset about Elon Musk sending Starlink over there to them? Is that what they're upset about right now? Actually, they're blaming this entire war on capitalism. So we'll talk about that a little bit. They had another comment here, so it's just going for the Socialist Party. Someone said, I don't think you understand the word capitalism. Russia is definitely not a capitalist country. Socialist Party responds, it definitely is. Minority class ownership and control of the means of production. Workers paid wages less than the value of the wealth they create. So the asset owning class can take profits. State forces acting on behalf of the asset owning class and their profit driven economy. So to the Socialist Party, any system where someone can take profits, essentially, is capitalism. That's, uh, that, that's what it's going to be. Unless, you know, what, so what they push for is an entirely classless system. No class at all. Everyone's going to be equal. We're all going to create and produce and own everything. And no one's going to get more than anyone else or whatever completely doesn't work with the nature of human beings uh, at all, doesn't actually set up any incentive systems. So um, it's uh, not gonna work. Maybe you could do that in your little community if you if you want to. but for for them, there are no actual examples of socialism, and that's because too many people die on the way to socialism. So it's been tried to get there eventually. But the problem is you have to kill so many people and control so many people that the system eventually collapses on the way there, which is partially the point that I've made with them a few times. They say there's gonna be a classless society. And my question was, who will enforce that classless society? Because what if I want to create something and trade with people and keep some profits? Who's gonna tell me I can't do it? There's gonna be someone who gets the enforcement those people are essentially going to be government, even if they don't want to call it that. They're going to have more power than other people, and they will eventually control everyone and reap all of the benefits. And then, once again, socialism is not going to be real, and that system's going to fall apart, and then they're going to say it wasn't really socialism, and we should definitely try real socialism sometime. When you talk about Russia, which we're going to talk about rush a little bit more with i think robert reich is going to be coming up here in a second technically a capitalist system uh well people own businesses and they take profits from those things is it a free market capitalist system no is free market uh, kind of synonymous with capitalism it really should be although it's not officially in the definition But I do think that capitalism would involve voluntary exchange of goods, trading of goods and services, value for value that other people are creating. But that's not what they're talking about right now. So Russia is capitalism. The reason that we are having war right now is because of capitalism. Because if we had a society that was classless, people wouldn't be fighting over all these resources. You look back into history There's hardly any stories of people fighting over resources to have better lives for their communities or for their towns or for whatever their country is. Hardly any stories of that happening at all. That's just not something human beings do. They don't care about what resources they have or they don't have. They would never go and try to take those from other people. That's ridiculous. That only happens when there's people pursuing profit. Is it more likely to have when people are pursuing profit? possible might also be more likely to have periods of peace when people are pursuing profit as well so that was number seven Robert Reich number eight take a look at this chart this is what he tweeted if you're rightfully repulsed by Putin's oligarchy do not let the American oligarchy off the hook Robert Reich the third thank you thank you okay so from this chart right here, so if you're listening, this is a chart of the top 1% income share. And on the chart, it's got Russia, USA, and France. I wonder why they put France on there. Hmm. Is that where that, um? this is actually a question for you guys. Is that where that Bernard um, adult guy is? Would that potentially be it? Because he's like number three or four richest person in the, uh, in the world. So that might be a reason they were able to put France on the chart. Anyway, when you look at the chart, they're talking about the 1% income share in all these countries. And right now, Russia and the USA are meeting right at the same place. And if you follow all of other, all the other Robert Reich III tweets you know that basically Russia and the USA, especially Republicans, actually specifically Republicans from the things he's been saying, those are the same, 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 same thing. Okay, so what's he saying by this? The 1% in America are just like the 1% in Russia. And everyone hates Russia right now. And we're boycotting all their goods and, and their cats. And so we need to make sure that we point some of this hatred in the right direction, which is the oligarchy here in the USA. There's just one problem with that. You know, when the Soviet Union collapsed, government owned the means of production, Soviet Union collapses. So naturally, this free market comes in. People who can create things, they come into the market, and those people just, they became so rich and powerful through that free market capitalist system that they garnered all this wealth and now they're controlling Russia and they've decided to go in and invade Ukraine and and kill civilians and and all this. Or there's what actually happened, uh, which is they took those means of production, you oil, refineries, all that stuff, and they just gave it to really well-connected people inside of the Russian government. And then those people got to own the means of production. So you transferred this official government ownership of the means of production. That government then disbands, essentially. But the people that were running things inside that government, they all each got their own piece of the pie when it disbanded. And now it's essentially the same people owning the means of production. They just get the profit personally off of it. Actually, they were profiting personally off of it before that. Anyway, so anyhow... These are not good comparisons. We're not taking this seriously at all, at all. I wanted to tell you one other thing real quick. I was going through this and there was a comment on this page. And essentially what someone said was that, uh, yeah, we basically have the oligarchy, uh, all the 1%, they're just, everyone inherited their wealth and they're just going to keep the wealth forever. Uh, That's not true at all. If you go through the top 10 U.S. billionaires, and I was just going through a list of people, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Warren Buffett, Larry Ellison, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Steve Ballmer, and Alice Walton. Uh, one of those people right there inherited their wealth. Alice Walton. The other ones, you're talking about people that created this wealth. Musk, Bezos, Gates, Zuckerberg. Buffett, I think Warren Buffett famously started trading with, I mean, it was a really low amount of money. You know, he just started at a really young age. So there's a lot of nonsense going on on Robert Reich's page. And uh, he needs to put an end to that. He needs to let people know that their points are not valid. But I think the whole point of everything he's doing is to create a bunch of points that aren't valid. So that's not going to happen. Number nine, Stacey Abrams. Everyone's very concerned about the situation going on right now in Russia especially Stacey Abrams, she's very concerned that you're going to forget about her during this time and forget about the election that was stolen and forget about uh, democracy, which we're losing. And essentially everyone who is going for these voting restrictions, they're just like Russia. I'll just let her tell you guys the story. She tells it so beautifully. We are a stronger nation when we allow people to participate. And if we ever doubted that, the war that Putin is waging against Ukraine. President Zelensky said, and I'm going to paraphrase him and probably poorly, he said, this isn't a war on Ukraine. This is a war on democracy in Ukraine. When we allow democracy to be overtaken by those who want to choose who can be heard, Mm -hmm. and those choices are not based on anything other than animus or inconvenience, then that is wrong. Okay. Those are definitely words. I just fact-checked and... She definitely said words. That's true. One thing that always annoys me is people who are so serious about this not taking situations actually seriously. Like people like, um, oh, this is not, not meaning to talk about this, but Kaepernick talking about the NFL combine being just like slavery, essentially. You're not really taking the problem seriously. You're, you're actually reducing Slavery down to something where people were getting paid millions of dollars based on their ability to freely choose to do something, you know, and now we're using the situation where Russia is invading Ukraine. You've got this oligarchy, which is made up of people that were well connected inside of the Russian government, taking over all the means of production and keeping all the wealth for themselves and controlling the election. You got Putin, who's been president for 22 years now, I think something around those. That's just like what Republicans are trying to do. When you look around our country, you see what volensky's talking about right now. That um, this really is a war on democracy happening. And what a perfect, perfect time for people on the left to take a talking point that they've been pushing for the last year or so, a couple of years now, and use the Russia-Ukraine situation to further their own political goals I find that to be slightly annoying and worthy of a dumb bleep I don't even remember what number oh number 10 okay so I know with all the stuff going on around the world you're really worried about nuclear attacks it's on a lot of people's minds you know you're just wondering when the bomb's going to happen but don't forget do not forget if they We have other stuff to worry about. Even in the event of a nuclear explosion, we've got things that we have to worry about, okay? Um, from ready.gov, this is where you get all your preparedness information. Zombie apocalypse, I believe, is on there also. That's kind of funny. Good idea for them to put that on there. Nuclear explosion, you got to make sure that you're ready. And there are certain things that you have to do to be ready for this. So they explain to you nuclear explosions can cause significant damage and casualties from blast heat and radiation. But you can keep your family safe by knowing what to do and being prepared if it occurs. And so they're going to keep you safe. You want to make sure you get inside the nearest building to avoid radiation. You want to remove contaminated clothing and wipe off or wash unprotected skin. You want to go to the basement or the middle of the building? And try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. If possible, wear a mask if you're sheltering with people who are not part of your household. Children under two years old, people have trouble breathing. Those who are unable to remove masks on their own should not wear them because they might suffocate from the mask. But we also have to remember that they're likely to have not been vaccinated. And... Um, The vaccines work really well on children, so we should take that into account for this very deadly virus as well. If you're sick or injured, listen for instructions on where to get medical attention when authorities tell you it's safe to exit. If you're experiencing a medical emergency, call 911 and let the operator know if you have or you think you might have COVID-19. And if you can, put on a mask before help arrives. Many people may already feel fear and anxiety about coronavirus. The threat of a nuclear explosion can add additional stress. Holy shit. Okay, I don't have to say anything else after that. That's all you guys don't you guys don't need me to say anything. I know that you don't. So let's put these numbers in here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Let's use uh, colored. Let's use yellow thumbs up. I don't know what to call them anymore. Okay, we're gonna use the yellow thumbs up on your vote. Let's run back through them and see because there were quite a lot of them. We will run back through. Number one, which color, which skin color emoji should you use? So we want to make sure that we're not asserting any privileges by picking. A color that matches the color of your skin. You could automatically be trying to assert privilege when you do that. Russian cats, number two. Getting banned. Solving problems. Right there. Sending a message. This is sure to turn the tide of the war. Right here. Time Magazine. Keep wearing a mask on planes, even when you don't have to anymore. Number four. The Biden boom and this amazing economic recovery that we have right now. Number five is also attached to the Biden boom, but it comes from Joe Biden himself, talking about creating 369,000 manufacturing jobs, brand new jobs that just didn't exist beforehand at all. Um, Let me look at this. Let me pull up this chart. I think I had a chart on here that I was going to ask about. So when you're looking at these manufacturing jobs, that's number five right there. Uh, When you're looking at these manufacturing jobs, here we go. Now, this seems obvious to me, but I don't know. If you look at this chart right here where it bottomed out in April of 2020, and then it moved up quite a bit from 11.4 million up to 12 million, a massive spike after that. Is that a creation of jobs? Like, would you look at that? Could, uh, could Trump have posted in June of 2020 and said, we just created like, the most manufacturing jobs that have ever been created? Would anyone have given him any uh, credit on that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, number six, AOC, very mad about fact checks. She's mad about fact checks, by the way, because, not because the information they present is wrong, but she's complaining about the unfairness of the fact checkers and talking about some things should be fact checked and some things shouldn't very mad that they fact checked Biden right there. Number seven, are you still a fan of capitalism after seeing this war from the socialist party? Number eight, Robert Reich. Ah, the 1% of America is basically the same thing as the Russian oligarchs. Really no difference there. I take the problem really seriously. You should listen to me. Number nine, Stacey Abrams, this attack on our democracy. You're seeing it play out right now in Russia. Or in Ukraine. Number 10, in the event of a nuclear explosion, do not forget that COVID-19 is a very serious illness that has killed a lot of people, okay? I know that there's a nuclear bomb going off, and that's one thing, but we can't add COVID on top of this, okay? It's got like a less than 1% mortality rate, and we can't deal with any other problems on top of the nuclear Um, explosion. So, everyone, get your votes in. Let's see those votes. Get them in there. Let's see those yellow thumbs up. Y'all got to go vote. Come on now. Go get your votes in. Um, I didn't talk about the... So, the issue was with the nuclear war, reverse global warming, was the date on it. Um, Updated May 25th, 2011. If they if they would have just done it, uh, then I I definitely had that queued up to talk about. In fact, I was making a post about it. I was making that, you know, where the guy's putting on the clown face. And um, I started one, and I didn't realize until I was already making this. It started with, you know, Trump's going to cause a nuclear war. And then it went to uh, Russia, puts forces on high alert. Biden saying that there wasn't going to be a nuclear war. And then Huffington Post saying the nuclear war might actually help us with climate change. It's kind of like inflation, you know. That might actually be a good thing. There's silver linings to all these things for sure. All right, what do we got on here? Who's winning? Who's going to win this thing? The votes are spread far and wide today. So right now it's a tie between the Cats and Stacey Abrams. Everyone make sure. That your votes are in, okay. It looks like Stacey Abrams is starting to run away with it, right now. Now she is. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it. Although we might have some mail-in ballots come in later today, but as of right now, it's looking like Stacey Abrams wins Dumb Leap of the Week, okay. In like, <laughs> like Amanda said, listen. You having to show your identification, which almost every person has, almost every person. That's, that's like the same thing as what we're dealing with right now. And look at the comparisons. It doesn't even need to be said. What we are dealing with right now, where you could have to show an identification to prove that you are the person who was casting the vote for a person who could affect the entire U.S. and world's economy and the threat of war or no war, nuclear or not, the fact that you might have to show identification and prove who you are, that's, I don't know how you guys don't see it, the clear path that we're moving down right now. It's the same thing. And if, if you want to know why we should not require identification for voting just look at videos of what's going on in ukraine right now that's where they really messed up actually that's where the people in russia messed up they started requiring identification for voting back in the uh 90s and that's what's happened it's how putin gained control that's how the oligarchs got all their wealth was people having to prove that they were the person whose vote they were casting it's essentially the same thing okay everyone Make sure that you follow, you subscribe, all that stuff. Leave a rating and review. It's very important. We say it every episode. It's very important. If you haven't done it, please go and do it. It tells the algorithms that people listen to the show. And that way, when you search something like the word libertarian or the word liberty or the word economics or something, politics, you're more likely to show up in the search results when you're getting more reviews on that platform. So make sure you go do that. Follow us on Odyssey, at GML, on Odyssey, YouTube. TikTok still being ridiculous. It's uh, almost a million views in the last 28 days from the last analytics I saw. Actually, it's probably over a million views now, since it will be counting yesterday now. And uh, 10,000 new followers during that time. Thank you to everyone who went and followed and who then went and found the podcast afterwards. We've definitely seen a bump in the numbers. Thanks to the Chinese algorithms, and we may or may not be partnering with China. We'll let you know when it's too late. All right, if you do all of those things, and I mean all of them, then we'll see you here on Monday, same Liberty time, same Liberty channel. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.